Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to a bonus episode of the Balance Podcast. It's Mental Health Awareness Week this week. Our most recent episode, we had Chloe Brotheridge on talking about anxiety and, and being brave. Today, for this bonus episode, we are talking to Stuart Sandyman. Oh my goodness. So I've spent quite a lot of time in Stuart's company because I did a feature in the magazine all about BreathPod. He's the man behind BreathPod. If you've never done BreathPod, I've never said the word BreathPod so many times in a single sentence, then I urge you to experience it firsthand. It can be transformative. It's meditational. Um, it, you may have read the feature in the magazine. You you <laughs> you may not have <laughs> um, you, you close your eyes, you lie on the floor, Stuart guides you with his soothing Scottish burr, and you, you're banging your hands on the floor, you're screaming, and then you're being quiet, and some pretty unusual things take place. Anyway, that's not the main reason we're, we're chatting with Stuart. We're chatting with Stuart because it's Mental Health Awareness Week, uh, and so Stuart talks, as a, talks to us about his own journey... I tell you what, for a man who says he doesn't like using the word journey, I use it every single day. I think I even use it in this episode. I do, I do. Um, Stu takes on his own uh, journey, how he how he ended up uh, with BreathPod in his life. I'm joined by my boss, Sophie Scott, as well. And so, uh, with that, what I often do on this show is I'll say, my wife has pointed this out, I'll say, without further ado and then continue to talk for 12 more minutes. Uh, This time I'm going to mean it. Without further ado, Sophie Scott, the editor and founder of Balance, uh, and also the lovely Stuart Sanderman. And I say lovely, he's such a a sweet and pure soul. God, a minute, it sounds like I'm I'm in love with Stuart Sanderman. Uh, And then the the, the man behind BreathPod. And again, I, I urge you to check out BreathPod. I really think you will enjoy it. Um, Anyway, lots of great takeaway advice from Stuart in this. I've done it again, haven't I? I've done it again. Without further ado, (laughs) Stuart Sandyman, and thank you as always. So here we are with, uh, I'm going to say friend of balance, uh, Stuart Sandyman, and also uh, my boss who could sack me on the spot if I get too cheeky, Sophie Scott. So thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Sophie, uh, would you like to 
tee up why this is a special edition of the podcast. Absolutely. So um, it's Mental Health Awareness Week, uh, the 13th to the 20th of May. And um, this year, the focus is on body image uh, and its purpose is to shine a spotlight on what we think and feel about our bodies. And body image isn't something that we simply look at in the mirror. Um, It's closely linked to our mental health and can be the cause of distress for anyone. Um, We've got various guests coming on uh, today's show and they're not just going to be talking about body image. Um, We want to cover kind of a plethora of different um, themes and and ideas around around the subject matter. Like physical health, everybody's got mental health and it's a spectrum. And for years, it's been a kind of hidden affliction um, that's been swept under the carpet. In communities and families and work, it's massively stigmatized. But you know, the, the tide is starting to turn uh, thanks to uh, the great work of so many charities and, and campaigners who are kind of speaking out. And um, yeah, we're really excited to host today's podcast and, um, and bring some great folk to talk about their own experiences with mental health. Uh, so Stuart, please could you just say a bit about your own, I've got to stop using the word journey, I use it every week, but your own journey and what's happened with BreathPod, because it's a, someone who's experienced it firsthand, it's a, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Yeah, well thanks for inviting me in today, and yeah, I've, I've got my company BreathPod, so I work with groups, individuals, businesses, and um, sports professionals as well, so athletes to harness the power of our breathing for better health and well-being. And I know that's quite a um, broad idea, but looking at the physical mechanics of the breathing, so the kind of physical body, the mental and emotional link, um, because our breath is linked to both of those. And then looking at this sort of deeper state of awareness side. And then the, the optimum performance thing is, is kind of a separate, separate pillar altogether. But that's what, that's what I do as a business. and. Um, it's amazing work. Yeah, it's really, really powerful work because as you had the experience of, of testing it out. It was remarkable. <laughs> Honestly, it was as, as someone who's naturally uh, highly strong uh, to, to leave that flat in East London feeling relaxed, which is not, not common for me. So uh, thank you very much. Can you just, I know you obviously you can't name names, but could you share the, the rough sort of examples of... Uh, things that you, you've witnessed firsthand, the, the way you've helped people overcome their own um, struggles? Yeah, well, I know we're talking about sort of mental health as, as, as well. It really ranges um, from, you talked about the spectrum, and it is the full spectrum. It sure. could be um, a big event that's triggered something, like grief or, or an accident or something that's happened that's maybe triggered the breath to change but also the, the, the mindset to change. Or it could be persistent over time, the stressful job, the, the um, stresses, the anxieties, things that start to kind of build up over time. And they're probably interlinked as well, these bigger events causing an onset of, of more mental health. So um, in terms of individuals I've worked with, a bit of everything from from people going through physical illness, cancer and and other illness like that. Uh, It could be respiratory issues, asthmatics and and whatnot. Um, And then your stressed out city workers, your um, 
a bit of every, everybody really sure. and, and it really ranges Pe- depression mm-hmm. as well um, yeah, you name it they've had quite a lot of people through the door of, of different um, capacities without because I appreciate you must be able to talk about this subject till the cows come home but um, how in, in kind of in brief how does the breath actually affect one's mental health like what is the physiological and psychological intersection where did the two meet? Great question. That was uh, a good question. I nodded yeah. along there. <laughs> I nodded, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, going back to basics, your, your brain auto-generates breath patterns depending on its environment. Mm-hmm. There's a link between your breath and your autonomic nervous system. Now, the autonomic nervous system is the system in the background that kind of works all by itself. And your brain picks up information from its environment and auto-generates these patterns. So if something excites me, my breath might change and get more air in, I get a bit excited. And it's a rhythm rate and depth of the breath that then triggers the brain to respond with chemicals. Right. So, uh, um, could be the good stuff, dopamine, and, or it could be the stress hormones, the, the cortisol, adrenaline. So because that's happening autonomically in the background, there's a link between our emotions and our breath patterns. And that, that can be happening all by itself. So and the nice thing is about the breath is we can step in and we can override it. We can consciously control our breath to, to override what the breath is doing and, and ultimately override what's happening in our brain. Now, because this happens automatically, there can be preconception sort of beliefs patterns that making it maybe happen out out of sync mm-hmm. if that makes sense so we often talk about the fight or flight response mm-hmm. and the response the tiger is chasing me response i often yeah, talk yeah. about so if a tiger came running in the room the brain signals the threat auto generates a, a stressful pattern of breath to bring in more air to move us into action to send blood flow to our muscles so we get out of danger now that's that's a safety thing that's, that's pretty good we have that mechanism it keeps us safe it keeps us alive but we find ourselves in that state that fight or flight state the tiger is chasing me when there's no tiger it might be a meeting it could be the boss it could be a presentation it could be a date it could be all sorts of of stuff and the way that our brain picks up comes back even deeper. It comes into this kind of belief systems. So if we switch the tiger for a dog mm-hmm. and a dog came running in, in the room, for some people, the brain sees the dog, they think, ah, love dogs, ought to generate that nice pattern. We don't get scared, but we, our breath might increase, but we, we release dopamine and we think, great, I get to play with the puppy, I get to play with the dog, made my day. For somebody else, they see the dog and they move into that tiger chasing me mode. They panic, probably because in their past, a dog barked at them when they were three years old or they were scared by a dog and they'd made that um, neural pathway, that belief that dogs are dangerous, don't go near dogs. Mm-hmm. So we can create these belief systems. Hopefully that made it seem a bit clearer. We can create these different beliefs because of events that happen in our life. Mm-hmm that then make us act a certain way as we move forward or, or change our view, the way we see the world, we might see it in a different light. So it's it's quite key when we start to notice how the breath is flowing because of this link to our 
You're taking a few deep breaths there. <laughs> the, um, the link between our breath and emotions. So I often say the first stage of, of what I do is, is having, a, having awareness, having awareness of how your breath is in the moment, whether it's at work or whether it's walking or whether it's stood at a bus stop. How is the breath and, and what is it saying about what my brain is perceiving in the environment? Because then we can start, once we have awareness of something, we have a choice and we, we have the opportunity to change it. Mm-hmm. So, I forgot what the question was, I'm oh, just no. talking. I was hanging, I was hanging <laughs> off you, I nearly, I nearly gave you a round of applause there, that was, that was perfect. So what I think I'm hearing you, sorry, say is that actually the breath can, by slowing down the breath, we can slow down perhaps the chatter in the mind, so the two work kind of symbiotically and vice versa, perhaps? Yeah, we can use the breath, every in-breath you take, whether it's wherever it's taken, nose, mouth, all sorts, slightly different nose and mouth, but that's probably a whole different podcast. But every every in-breath you take moves you into a sympathetic state. It mm-hmm. switches you on. Mm-hmm. You're on. Every out-breath you take is the off switch. And we have this play of the cycle of in-breaths and out-breaths all day long where heart rate goes up as we breathe in, blood pressure goes up slightly, Breathe out, does the opposite. Heart rate goes down, blood pressure goes out. You can even check it by checking your pulse. Take a breath in, you'll feel it come up and and take a breath out, it'll drop down. And so you'll find with maybe people who are stressed or anxious, they're they're probably got a weight to over-breathing. They're probably bringing in more air than breathing out. They're in that sympathetic state. Um, so it's about and, and environment can be that we, we talked about it before the environment even being in a big city with sirens going off and traffic and busyness we can tend to find that we're in this heightened state anyway this sympathetic state more often than not so it's about shifting the balance to the other side and slowing the breath down that like you said having a deeper breath pattern changing if we're if we're breathing short and shallow in our chest then we're probably bringing in more air and we're, we're creating that that over breathing um functionality which is conducive to feeling stressed and anxious so it's i like to think of the mantra slow light and deep so if we have a deep breath using the diaphragm so the belly will rise first so we're getting that that greater quality of air yeah. that, that um, volume light because if we're breathing light, then we're, you'll find again, if somebody's asthmatic or stressed, uh, they're breathing like this, quite heavy breathing. And the other side of that, when we're breathing light, we're not, we're not we're feeling kind of relaxed under control. And then the slow thing kind of happens with the lightness as well. Slowing the breath down, it goes back to that rhythm rate and depth. We're telling the brain that I'm not under threat. Everything is okay. So... Um, it's amazing it's it's so simple and it's something we do every day and we don't often just a check in but then we go right well how can i change the way i feel in this moment simply by changing my breath pattern observing my breath and and maybe making a change now i wrote in the the piece we did in the magazine with you that you know you've you've gone through a, a terrible thing but it reflected on you as a human being that you'd gone through this awful thing and have chosen to, I'm trying not to cry when I say this, but you've chosen to help others. There's a thing that you do on the Wednesday. Um, to those of our listeners who, who don't know, could you just say a bit in terms of how you, how, your own, uh, what, you, what you've been through and how you've come out the other side? Because uh, I know it will resonate with, with, with everyone. Yeah, well, where to begin? <laughs> the, yeah, thanks, thanks. The, the, the um, path 
that I took. I never expected to be a, a breath worker sure, <laughs> or a yeah. coach. Mm-hmm. It's, it was never on my radar. I don't think anyone knew that it was a career. I, I didn't. I certainly <laughs> didn't. And I don't think my my, my dad still th- doesn't know <laughs> <laughs> like you teach people to breathe. <laughs> Does anyone come to you? Um, but he's done some sessions. He's, he's sold in now. He's, I'll bet he is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah I, did, yeah, I didn't know it was a thing either. I never would have imagined, if, even if you asked me four years ago, that this would be my career and, and what I'd now dedicate my life to. Um, I would have thought you were mad. But, yeah, but I guess my life had taken a few twists and turns. So I worked in, after graduating uni, I worked in finance in London and, and over in Hong Kong probably about eight years and quite a, a fast-paced work, corporate life, working in, in a very uh, ego-driven, I guess, space. I think that this, the, the workspace, I work with a lot of corporates now and it seems to shift quite a bit, which is nice, but it was quite a, quite a hard-nosed work environment. And then I, well, music was always my passion and I had a fortunate... Um, break where I released some music that got picked up by some record labels and I, I took a step out of my, my corporate role and, and started working in uh, as a, as a travelling artist and musician. So a big shift there. The shift into the work I do now was was not as pleasant after about four years of full-time music, travelling a lot and, and enjoying that kind of creative lifestyle. My girlfriend was diagnosed with a terminal cancer. So it put the brakes on what I was doing and... and I stepped just into that looking as you do when when you're faced with something like that and 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 that journey into cancer happened a little bit before because my dad was diagnosed before that as well so I'd already started looking at well what is cancer and what's going on here and what can we do to support that what diet can we take what should we do with the body and and when when Tiff was diagnosed I really dived full in and and wanted to support her as best as I could looking at everything conventional treatments, all the weird and wonderful alternatives, what the new science stuff was coming out in terms of research, um, looking at mindset, meditation, um, dealing with my own kind of mental health issues through that time. Um, I felt very optimistic through it. I think yeah, I always just thought we were going to beat this thing. Um, and then looking, I guess, at opening up into that, that spiritual space as well. What is life about? Where do we go after here? Where we come from? I think um, when we're faced with a sort of life and death situation, we start to explore the other possibilities and, and try and get your head around that as much as possible. So it was a real period of growth and understanding and, and discovery, although through a pretty hard time. And sadly, she didn't make it. So so that was a hard nut to swallow. And I know we were talking about mental health and that sent me into a a really dark space uh, I think a lot came with that grief I moved back to Scotland where I'm from um, moved back with my parents I spent all my kind of savings that year I'd travelled a lot and I, I don't know I really thought we had it under control um, which is, again so there was there was a lot of guilt there was um, should have gone left instead of right uh, just a lot a lot came with that obviously the sorrow and the sadness and, and everything and, and it sent me into a pretty dark space and I wasn't sure what my next step was I'd fallen out of love with the music scene I didn't know what I was doing with my life I didn't know what the um, purpose of I, I felt like the world was a cruel place and, and 
why has this happened? I don't know. It, it, everything became quite negative. Goodness knows what my breathing habit did then. I, I didn't know much about it. Um, and two things happened. I caught up with my best friend and, and well, now business partner, Ali, and he was launching a coaching business called Mindful Talent. I didn't really know what coaching was. I, I was thinking, I just had the visions of Americanized coaches, I'll make you great, I'll make you rich. Yeah. And I thought, oh, what's Ali got himself into? Um, so I started working with Ali and, launched, and we launched the, the Mindful Talent business, which is a coaching business. Probably the best thing I could have done was, was be around him. He's an amazing coach and an amazing human being. And, and um, he said, Look, well, why don't you just help me out if it's a month, two months, three months? And, and that's been three and a half years now. So it's it just, yeah, it was a big shift in kind of looking at the coaching side, which is looking at your mind, I guess, from getting from A to B without an intention of being a coach either. And I thought, well, if I'm selling Ali into these corporates, I should probably do the coaching course. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that was happening, and in tandem to that was the breathwork. The breathwork was again a, a bit of an accident. I was meeting my mum for Mother's Day, and I didn't have her a present. And <laughs> last minute, me something popped up online saying breath workshop. My mum's a yoga instructor, and I thought she'd love that. So, I that was as far as my thought process went. I thought my mum will love this for Mother's Day, and and that was that. So Did you do it with her? I took yeah, me and my mum went together, and. That was the, the yeah. transformational breath practice that, I, that I, I teach as well as other breath works, but it was exactly what it said in the tin. It was transformational. It was really deeply healing, um, punchy, powerful, very potent, and allowed me to access my state of grief. And it came with a lot of fireworks. It came with tears and, and um, sadness and a bit of frustration, all these different emotions that I'd held on to and I'd held in my breath, and I know for maybe people listeners might think, well, how can you let that go just by breathing? But if we go through these different life events, we tend to hold our breath to stop feeling emotion. Mm-hmm. And we hold our breath, it could be anger, it could be fear, it could be holding back tears, it could be holding back laughter, it doesn't have to be all the heavy stuff. We, the way we control our emotions in the moment when they come up is by contracting muscles in our breath cycle to hold the breath in place and that stops that natural flow of emotion and in essence we're just kind of sweeping it under the carpet and and or just putting it in a box under the stairs and then our breath pattern changes so it kind of ties back in if we've had this uh, this physical or this mental emotional experience in our life that we've changed our breath pattern we've the brain is either said consciously I shouldn't feel this right now let's hold this back or subconsciously it's gone into protection mode to stop us from feeling um, we hold the breath and then our breath pattern changes so it links back to the first stuff I was talking about then the way that we start viewing the world the decisions we make the the relationships we have because our breath patterns change because we've constricted the flow of breath then the signal to our brain is different Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. So it all kind of ties in quite, quite um, nicely. And, and when that practice itself is about opening up through the physical restrictions in your breathing... And that can be the physical stuff, but more likely than not, it's this mental emotional space that we've closed down. We create a, an extremely high vibration in the body with the breath, with that practice, um, which allows this attraction of lower vibration in the body. So um, we have this, it's called a, a process in physics called entrainment, where we have, uh, if we have two vibrations of different frequencies, a high and a low, and they vibrate together, the low vibration will move to the high. And in case I've lost everybody with vibration, um, everything is vibration. Einstein proved that. If we zoom in close enough, this table is just vibrating particles. My top, the same. And the same that our bodies made, made up. We have our bodies made of cells. Cells are made of atoms. Atoms are just vibrating energy. And when we hold vibration in our cells, different energy in our cells, they can have denser vibration. And we really want to move that denser vibration to the lighter vibration. And the dense vibration, it could be, yeah, we have a little shake. And a, <laughs> but, um, the denser vibration could be physical stuff, scar tissue, etc. But it can be this, this heavy emotions. We even talk about it in language. Oh, you know, that, I was feeling heavy. My heart was heavy. I felt sad. I felt, and um, it is, it's a natural vibration that's heavier in the body. So we can allow ourselves to shift and feel that stuff. And it's, it's incredible. It's, in, it's really, really incredible. I mean, we can use talking therapy alongside it as well um, to kind of allow ourselves to go there. But the nice thing about it is we can also use this in, to get into that space that sometimes words don't want to go. And that was definitely the space for me. It, it was at a time when I was grieving and maybe being stubborn male, I didn't want to go and speak to anybody. Right. Um now knowing the benefits of probably going to speaking speaking somebody the amazing benefits of, of therapy but um that was I, I was in such a headspace and i thought, well i don't really what are they gonna do they're gonna ask me questions they weren't there they don't know what i've been through i was in a very negative mindset and the the breath 
kind of went into that space, it allowed me to shift physically and emotionally um, so that I could feel what I needed to feel without having to kind of dig it all up. Um, but then also allowing that energetically to move so that I did feel more open to talk about it, etc. So it's it's uh, it's been a pretty incredible journey. And, and sort of initially it was just the, the breath work and the coaching work was stuff that I was... The coaching work was a bit more work-related. Uh, I was help, helping launch that business. And the breath work was just this secret thing that I was doing that I, I didn't even tell too many people initially that I was doing it um, probably because of the 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 way it was delivered and, and um, I don't know I felt a bit sheepish about going off and just breathing I thought sure. <laughs> that sounded bizarre and, and I was yeah so so that's what got me into it initially was making me feel great and, and allowing me to work through grief and I noticed the physical benefits, the the shift that I was having in the gym, feeling stronger, feeling um, less breathless, faster recovery time, uh, the voice in my head was much kinder. So it's going back to these kind of the way we're thinking, the way we're operating, and and the the way that I was seeing the world was in a, as a much brighter place mm. and a happier place. Um, so I think with anything, when we have these amazing personal experiences, they then do want to share it, and that's what the the sort of segue into to telling more people about it and launching Breath Pods, and then integrating the two with this coaching business we we have at Mindful Talent. The amount of times I'd be coaching people, thinking you just need to go and breathe. Let's stop talking. Let's sure. just go and do some breathing and and making it accessible to to a mass audience that maybe wouldn't go and see a healer or, or go and see somebody um, that often is delivered in a bit more of an esoteric way. I want I feel like if somebody's going to see those types, they've already done the Google search. I believe they're kind of on the path. Totally, yeah. They're already pretty healed. Um, but there's a lot of people out there that wouldn't want to go and do that. So uh, uh, the real idea behind BreathPod is is making it accessible because of the tools that we have within our breath, within our body that we can access to really have shifts, whether it's physical shifts in the body or, sure. or mental and emotional shifts. And it is particularly refreshing, um, I think, to hear a man talking about these things. I mean, listen, as a society, generally, we, we don't talk about death and grief very much. Um, because it's something that is almost too hard for us to digest collectively. Um, but especially hearing a man talking about kind of these more, um, I suppose, feminine qualities and really getting in touch with, with the emotion um, and, and, as you said, sort of journeying into the more sort of alternative therapies is particularly refreshing, I think. And I, and I wonder if that is reflective of um, society generally moving towards that actually towards that acceptance and away from some of those more kind of masculine qualities that were revered for so long. Are you, are you seeing that? I mean, given that I am the most emotional person <laughs> in the world, it's not the best case study, but are you, are you seeing that yourself firsthand, that the more men are being more open? Yes, I think it comes through ex- through the experience. Sometimes I have to Trojan horse them through the world <laughs> and talk, yeah. about, talk about their sports performance and, and, and sure, these things. Yeah. Um, you're gonna good be goal. stronger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get stronger and fitter, and and uh, all the stuff that the front of men, uh, the magazines say. Sure. Um, no, our magazine. No. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But the yeah, so sometimes there is that element, and the experience speaks for themselves. They they have this experience, and they go, you know what? I've, if we breathe, and all of a sudden they forgive their dad, and and something's come up in that session. They've managed to reach this space that they they maybe close down and and open up. I do think in general society is allowing men to speak up. There still is a long way to go. I, I recently did because I know there's there's a lot of women's circles and stuff in in the kind of alternative world and and I don't know what goes on in the women's circles but anyway I'm fascinated I, by the women's <laughs> circle. I am yeah yeah but recently I did a men's only breath work group and what was really nice about the men's only group was the guys really opened up compared to my mixed groups where some people will share. But the depth of what they're talking about and sharing, the I mean, I'm generalising. Sometimes guys are quite open, but but generally the the, the depth of what the, the men in the group share isn't as open. Maybe that's showing sure. vulnerability in front of females, <clears throat> yeah. in front of a big group. And um, but when I did the the men's circle group, it was just amazing that what people were sharing and the connections and and the ability to feel vulnerable and mm-hmm. also talk about maybe these taboo subjects for men to to access their emotion but it was amazing so I think there the, the is a shift and um, there's, there's still some, some way to go there still is a, a macho bravado but, but that also comes I mean comes from from birth uh, we talk about emotion and my, my whole journey was into breath work and, and grief before doing the breath work I couldn't access the grief I actually couldn't I knew I was accessing it through anger frustration and it, I, I knew something wasn't right because you, you didn't have those tools in your arsenal did you? didn't have those tools but the tools I did have was big boys don't cry exactly mm. Yeah. and that for me when I've done more work and analysed the whole picture we talked about the belief systems and, and I, mean, I was on a judo mat at four years old martial arts was my thing growing up. Um, was I left school and was a professional judo player. So it was, it was all about winning and being strong and being, um, being in that real masculine energy. My teddy bear was called Tough Ted growing up, which <laughs> I, I found recently. I was like, oh, well, maybe there's a picture here. Yeah. yeah, don't show emotion, don't cry. And, and, and obviously there are times I've accessed that, but when it came to grief, I was there for everybody else. I was there for her mum. I was organising things. I was, uh, I didn't allow myself to go there. And and my view was, before starting with Mindful Talent, before moving into that, I sat down with Ali and I said, I want to go back to finance because I don't, I just want to be busy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to deal with it. I just want a nine to five. I don't care what that is. I just want to be distracted and busy. And again, that was me shying away from these feelings. Like, get on with it. Don't show emotion, you'll be fine. And that wasn't the case because that probably would have manifested in illness later on or exhaustion if I had gone back to work or all these other things that probably would have played a part because I didn't give myself the opportunity to access that feeling that I needed. So um, I think that there's, there is a lot of, lot of things that are opening and shifting, but there's probably a long way to go. and. and it's about kind of like you said balancing maybe that feminine side with men and and vice versa on on the other side 
So, uh, so, yeah. so how, uh, just to, to wrap up, how, because I think people listening to this will want to know more. How do people go about booking your services, visiting uh, one of your classes? Could you just, uh, get, Stu, give it the hard sell. <laughs> <laughs> give it the hard sell. Every time people ask me what I've got going on, there's so much, and then I go blank. The one time I go blank, but I've got... Um, I mean, the Instagram, has lots, there's lots of info yeah, yeah, there, of course, isn't it? I was, was going to say, so, socials is at BreathPod. So Instagram, Facebook, I'm not as active If on you ever need a manager, by the way, I'd do a, I'd do a great job m- yeah. managing you, I reckon. Yeah, well, you can manage my Instagram account. <laughs> oh, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, socials is at BreathPod. Yes. I'm most active on Instagram and, and Facebook. Twitter, I, I, I'm not so active on it. Good choice. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, this is too many socials to, to be posting on. Yeah. The In terms of... Well, website shows all my workshops that I've got coming up and, and different workshops, and that's www.breathpod.me. In terms of regular classes, I do a regular weekly classes at Block in Shoreditch and up in Clapton. That's a little bit more using the breath and breath holds, a bit more of the kind of sporty performance side, although there, right. is, there is energetic shifts in that practice. And then the, the deeper work is my one-to-one sessions um, in Shoreditch or in central London on Harley Street. And then I've also got my weekly um, breath sessions at a space in Holborn called Hello Love, which is a really nice session. It's it's a nice health space that it's 6.30 till 8.30 and it's for a cancer charity. So anybody affected by cancer is free to, to the sessions. And anybody else is open to the public, and the public fifty percent of the ticket price goes to the charity. Amazing! So yeah, that's, that's my fantastic. that's my kind of weekly slot, and and it's really nice. It's a smaller group than some of my my bigger one off things because I do a, I do a regular session at the ministry as well, oh, the ministry right, members yeah. club, which is quite cool because I, I integrate the music aspect. Of to course, that. that well perfect place for them. To, I mean, I've been to the ministry, and I mean. I mean, I got some flashbacks to about ten years ago, but it's all—it's remarkable what they've done there, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool space, and and um, for those sessions in particular, I either invite a DJ to DJ for the session. Brilliant. Um, or I've been creating music for sessions as well, slightly different sessions from from maybe my Wednesday night, which which can be deep emotional stuff. Sometimes I, I've been working on on frequency specific sound for um, releasing different chakra points to different energy centers in the body. That's right, yeah. Um, which I do at the ministry session. So there's there's lots lots going on. So if you do want to reach out, yeah, probably the best place to go would be the website or or through Instagram. Amazing. Thank you so much, Stuart. That was really, really great. What a mensch. Thank you very yeah, much, Stuart. Thanks for, thanks for having me in. Thank you. Bless you. That was brilliant. Thank you so much. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.